Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce video and podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. And as you're familiar, we bring you the latest information from around the country with our attorneys from Cordell and Cordell and try to give you uh, issues and topics that are most relevant to you during this uh, pandemic and COVID-19 and how guys are dealing with these issues and particularly uh, sheltering in place. And we try to bring you some of the tips uh, from around the country. Now, keep in mind in my disclaimer, as always, um, this is not to be taken as legal advice. I'm only licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia, and my guest today is only licensed in Jersey. Uh, so make sure you, you know, this is an educational tool. It's also meant for you to take some notes and engage your attorney with some talking points about what we're discussing today. Uh, so always, as always, keep that in mind. But I'm joined today uh, by Cordell and Cordell attorney, Christine Dolan. Welcome. Hi, Scott. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for joining us. So, Christine, we wanted to talk about, as I do with uh, the attorneys when we get into a new state um, around the country, and guys, you're just curious what's happening. Uh, what's the status of the courts where you are? Uh, you know, in some states that I've talked, like in New York, they're not accepting any filings, or you go down to, uh, you know, Missouri here, you can file. We're having some hearings remotely, we're having some hearings in the offices with uh, traveling judges. So it's a little bit more flexible in some states, but what's going on uh, in your neck of the woods? So essentially in New Jersey, all in-person appearances have been suspended since about March 17th. Um, but um, we are permitted to, we have access to the courts. Um, they're encouraging us to file electronically. They set up two different separate filing systems for us. And, and bear in mind that it's a work in progress. There are still some glitches. You know, one of the problems that we're encountering is sometimes on a daily basis, the server is just so overloaded, you can't get onto the server, so there is a delay. Um, so we just have to have some, some patience with it. Um, the courts have been incredibly accessible for the attorneys. We have judges that are giving out personal cell phone numbers at an unprecedented level, because what they're trying to do is despite the inability for us to have personal appearances, they want to make themselves accessible and they want to make the courts available to their attorneys. They understand that the clients are frustrated. Clients want to move their cases forward, but we have some restrictions right now. And so they're giving us their personal emails. They're giving us their um, personal cell phones. They're encouraging us to call them if they think that they can help move the cases forward. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, in light of the restricted access that we have, I do think that we are having an incredible amount of accessibility. Um, it's a challenge, but but they're making themselves very, very much available, and it's really helping us navigate through this process. Yeah, and, and so guys can file things uh, currently with the court system electronically or not? Yes, we, we can. Okay. But I, like I said, the issue is the system's a little backlogged. Yeah. So like for instance, yesterday, we were not able to get on. Um, it was just very backlogged. Mm -hmm. So um, what we're trying to do is just plan ahead as much as possible. If we're anticipating a new filing, just try and get it ahead because it could take a day before yeah. uh, we're getting online. The other issue is um, you could file traditionally. You could file by sending it by overnight mail, but they have specifically instructed us that they are holding overnight delivery packages for several days hmm. before they're even brought into the building. And so there is a substantial delay in overnight mail packages getting into the hands of a judge. For example, I filed something March 28th by overnight mail. It didn't get to the judge till April 15th. 
Wow. You know, um, and so this was before we had accessibility to doing the online filing. So we sent it by overnight mail and it was just astounding to us that, you know, you think UPS is going to get there and it was there. We had the delivery confirmation. Yeah. It, this is just what we're dealing with. Wow. So, you know, as we talk about, um, you know, the virtual nature of our business now in the court system, not only in New Jersey, but really around the country, um, maybe walk guys through, you know, we're all used to uh, the old way of doing things with hearings and court systems. Like, what would, how would, you know, walk them through how a trial used to work or a hearing used to work and now what we're experiencing. Uh, so guys know what they're getting into. If they have to have some sort of either settlement conference or hearing, what's going on and what are the differences? Sure, Scott. So before COVID, you know, um, you know, we had the luxury of meeting with our clients, having extensive conferences with our clients. And typically when you're dealing with a contested trial, we would typically submit our trial evidence a week or so before the hearing date um, in the form of a binder, you know, tabbed and pre-marked. Um, and everybody would get a copy, the court and all the parties and the counsel. So typically, if you, when you go into court on, on the day of your divorce trial, you know, the, my client would be sitting next to me and opposing counsel would have his party next to him and the judge would be sitting up in the front and everybody would have their binders and we would kind of methodically go through these binders and as we're trying to introduce the evidence, we'd be able to show it to our clients. So the disadvantage that you have right now is because of these virtual appearances, you don't have, there's an issue in terms of the mechanics of getting these things involved because clients get, let's face it, you know, we're used to being in court all the time. A client isn't. So going into a courtroom for a client, he could be, you know, a vice president of a company. There's a nerve factor in there. There's, a, there's an unfamiliarity with this court process that kind of strikes a nerve, right? That kind yeah. of strikes a chord. And so even the most level-headed person will get a little flustered. You know, that is your W-2 statement, sir, isn't it? You know, and so it gets a little flustering. And so it's difficult to do that um, in court. And now we're talking about potentially not being in the same location as your mm -hmm. client or being in a conference room, but being at the total opposite end of the conference room table right. and trying to get the client to authenticate, yes, that is my W-2 statement or yes, that is my bank account statement. And so these are some of the challenges that we're confronted with. What is the best mechanism um, for moving the cases forward? And I think the conflict that we have right now, Scott, is we want to move the cases forward, but not to the client's detriment. You know, we want to make sure these hearings are fair. We want to make sure our clients are getting the full opportunity to talk to the judge and present their side of the case. But one of the issues that we're tackling with is the privacy of our clients' confidential financial documents. Because as I mentioned, when before COVID, the courts would already have our trial exhibits. So same, the, the, that rule of engagement hasn't changed virtually. You would still have to get everything in prior to the hearing date. But now the problem is um, people are appearing virtually. And we've all heard about these Zoom conferences being compromised. So one of my judges in particular, we were supposed to have a trial on April 8th and it, it, it obviously got postponed, but he expressed a concern about, hmm. he didn't think that it was, he wasn't comfortable with the, with the prospect of us presenting through this video conferencing mechanism, our clients' W-2 statements, our clients' you know, pay stubs and tax returns and bank account statements, even when we redact them, you know, because the, the, the concern is, if these proceedings are going to be hijacked, 
how much of that information is going to be out there. And once it's out there, we can't stop it. It's out right. there. So, so that's a big consideration. So it precipitated a discussion of what are our other options in terms of handling these contested financial issues. So we talked about possibly bifurcating the issues. So in other words, separating out the economic versus the non-economic issues, starting with your contested custody and parenting time issues, and maybe perhaps whatever issues are collateral to the contested custody and parenting time. And, and realistically, those cases take several days to try. And so the thought process was, if we start with the non-economic issues, maybe by the time we get, we get through that trial part of it, we'll be at a point where we have some sense of normalcy and we can now proceed with litigating the economic issues. Um, the other issues, the other suggestions that we were talking about is taking advantage of the fact that the judges are making themselves so accessible. You know, having settlement conferences um, with opposing party and the um, other party, do it by conference call, do it by FaceTime, do it by Zoom. Um, but, you know, emailing each other the specifics of the financials. So we're not actively promoting the client's retirement account balances. You know, saying, well, you know, we're $10,000 apart on this, but let me send you what my proposal is and just emailing it back and forth. So that's a, that's a discussion that we had. And then injecting the judge in your case, you know, if we reached an impasse, if we're close, but we're still too far away to reach a settlement. Yeah. So we talked about that. Possibly also talking about arbitration proceedings, which, um, you know, arbitration is similar to a trial, except that, you know, those can be scheduled much quicker and much more expeditiously than a trial can, because you're not dealing with a judge with backlog. And so, and setting some parameters in the arbitration proceedings, whereby the documents would be submitted in advance of the arbitration, but not necessarily, again, disseminated in a public nature during the context of the um, arbitration hearing. So these are just some alternative options that we're promoting and that we've been talking to our clients about, talking with opposing counsel about, and certainly, um, you know, if any of our clients are out there and listening to this, talk to your attorney about these other options because they are mechanisms for moving your cases forward in light of this pandemic and in light of some of the access restrictions that we have to our courthouses right now. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. You know, I think you raise a, an amazing point when we think about the Zoom technology that we're using, uh, and and it's it's new, almost exciting. Uh, it's it is amazing that we can have high quality video conferencing that we can use to forward the judi the judicial system. But uh, as you raise this point, the confidentiality is a big concern. I know, just for example, my kids in the first week of distance learning, their first class was hijacked by a number of individuals during the class and just showing and exposing how uh, easy it is to hack into the system. And I guess when you think about it, as you were talking, I'm thinking who would take their credit card and post it like this right in front of the, the, of the, the camera? We're afraid to even submit it electronically or via, via email. 
And I guess, you know, when we're talking about sensitive information, uh, where you can get identity theft uh, using social security numbers and IRS tax returns, it is something to really consider. And so I think you, you, a good point is uh, to have a conversation with your attorney about, the, as you suggest, perhaps the benefits of proceeding or waiting. Um, and I, not only that, I think there's something that tells me, you know, as lawyers, and, and you can comment on this, we're so used to performing uh, in you know, the four walls. And it is a little bit different when we're trying to prepare a case where perhaps our client isn't next to us, as you suggest, the judge isn't there, we're trying to make objections, we're trying to present evidence. Um, it's different, isn't it? It's just, it's, we're all learning, not that we can't do it effectively, but it, it makes us question what should we wait or not, don't you think? And that's, you know, and that's what the conflict is, because, you know, we have our clients on the one hand that want to get finality. You know, I have several clients that are telling me it's just torture being quarantined with mm -hmm. a spouse that they want to get divorced from and they have nowhere else to go because maybe they lost their job. Maybe the financial circumstances are that they don't have the luxury of moving out for the, for the, for the time being. And it is a very difficult dichotomy because we're trying to balance our obligation to move these cases forward, but also the, the concerns of ex inadvertently exposing our clients' financial information out there. And it, it is a very, very difficult challenge, I think, that we're confronted with, and it's a new challenge, you yeah. know, but we're trying to deal with it. And I think it's a case-by-case -case basis. I think if your client is in a situation where maybe the two spouses are not living together, maybe there's a little more flexibility in terms of putting that case off and holding off and hoping that we can get an in-person appearance versus the two clients that are still living in the same house and now they want to kill each other because they've been quarantined yeah. for over a month. So I think we have to tackle these on a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think I was just talking with uh, one of our other attorneys in San Diego, Rosario, um, and what they're doing is to avoid the issues that you're talking about, which you've even expanded on it with the confidentiality issues, is hiring private judges uh, to come and just have these hearings and, and really almost, in a sense, mediate in person while social distancing or putting them in a big conference room and getting it resolved and getting it settled. So the confidentiality is secure. It's under a normal circumstance that we're, you know, and the client are accustomed to. And so I think we, we as you suggest, an ADR or, you know, mediation, you know, encourage clients who really want to move this process along. Uh, to get the other side to to do that and to hire somebody who can be a neutral to facilitate a good settlement. Yeah, and, that's and the, a idea. Yeah, and the other thing I think what I was mentioning with some others is, um, I think in this circumstances, weighing, you know, resolving this, sometimes we have to adjust our goals. And, and the guys probably should think, maybe my goals are too aggressive. If I'm weighing, I want to be done with this this week or this month before this pandemic is over. And so it is a conversation, um, you know, and I assume you can comment, Christine, is that, you know, we want really to engage our clients. Uh, and for guys listening out there right now, the biggest piece of advice I think we can ever give is pick up the phone and continue to engage your attorney to decide what's best. Set a plan, a map, a roadmap as to how do you get there? And maybe it takes six months. Maybe you want to be done in three weeks, don't you think? For sure, Scott. And then that's why I think, you know, maybe the conversation also is talking about, you know, I'm having these discussions with my wife. I know we can resolve A, B, and C. So maybe you just start piecemealing these issues. And, and then we can start preparing a settlement agreement. We can start getting you on that road. We can start attaining these goals. And just, like I said, if you can maybe bifurcate and settle some of the issues 
and then leave some of these other issues and try these alternative dispute resolution mechanisms. That may be something that we have to promote more than waiting on getting our in-person availability to the courts because let's face it, we're spoiled. That's yeah. the paradigm that we're used to and we're used to doing that and that may not be the reality for quite a while. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's especially in some particular areas, it's this is a new normal. Um, I think that uh, I mentioned earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago that I think this technology is going to be the future when it comes to uh, the judicial system. I have to believe it um, when they work through the kinks, making it more secure. But boy, you really brought some new um, thought to technology as it relates to guys facing divorce. And, and I appreciate it, Christine. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome, Scott. Have a great day. Yeah, so, you know, a new kind of twist to the Zoom technology and as we talk about what guys should be thinking about, uh, really great stuff by Christine. And so as you progress towards and down that road, either you're about ready to file or you're in the middle of it, is this things that you need to consider? Again, having that conversation with your attorney is probably the most important thing. And if you don't have one, certainly uh, we're available for telephone or virtual uh, consultations and you can contact us at 866-DADS-LAW or CordellCordell.com. Continue to tune into our daily video and podcast as we bring you excellent information like today. We'll continue this on through this pandemic and then also turn in to our live webinar on Thursdays. Uh, next Thursday, uh, we'll be having a virtual town hall using this technology where we can bring uh, you into the fold and have you ask questions. So looking forward to having guys from around the country join us in a virtual town hall. Until next time, have a great week.